Jones go here again with the hip-hop hybrid Doc Lesnar and once again with the third man Mark McFly once again live from the fly's nest and uh you know what fuck it man it's, it's good to be back I mean oh, two yeah. in a row we have never done two in a row man I think we need to start making this uh a regular thing maybe you know what I mean yeah uh first of all gentlemen how, how you guys doing gentlemen gentlemen I'm good, just quenching my thirst with a uh, Arnold Palmy here. As, as you should, that is your right. Half and half strawberry iced tea lemonade variation. Oh, okay. That's it. And then, how you doing, Mark? We're live right here. I mean, from I'm doing all right. I don't have a, a, a beverage as fine as that, but, you know, I'm just chilling, man. I'm just, hey, man, hey, it's, it's your world, man. You know, it's it your is my life, world. You know, we're here in, um, You know where we are? Right here in the fly's nest. <laughs> we're inside, <laughs> we're inside the fly's nest. Cheap pops. That's where we're All at. day. Uh, we're here. This is the Quincy Jones Show podcast, and, um... You're, you guys already know the deal, man. Uh, we got a lot of shit to say about wrestling, so, you know, let's just get right into it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, this is honestly, I think, the first time we've done this since uh, the last time. We got a little bit of review going, so uh, fuck it, man. Let's, let's start off with Raw. Uh, first week of the after, right? Of yeah, the, uh, yeah, Superstar removed shake-up. from the Superstar shakeup. So, yeah. um, you know, started off with, uh, you know, Braun Strowman came out. Uh, obviously, had a little bit of, of babyface reception from the crowd, but, you know. <laughs> Which we thought was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean. Uh, he's in there. Kurt Angle comes out. You know, he's trying to pull the same stuff on Kurt Angle as he's pulling on Foley. Uh, if you want, did you want to hit a Foley for us real quick? Right uh, here, Doc Lesnar. No, no, no. I'm uh, talking oh, about the uh, uh, Braun Foley. I want some competition. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. So uh, pretty much, uh, he tells him that he's gonna give him what he wants, uh, or give him what uh, Roman Reigns says he wants, which is a match at uh, Payback, like we all didn't see it coming. I mean, I don't know, like, me and Doc, you know, we, we talked about it last week, and, nauseam, uh, you know, man. a couple episodes ago, it's like, he should have been out at least, like, maybe a month, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he like, shouldn't even be at Payback, like. Two weeks, separated shoulder and all for, and then they even made note of it on, on, uh, on air. And it's prelim, you know, like, again, I don't know. Prelim, not even the final report, but, and then, you know, like you said, there was reports that he was already out doing live events, feigning the injury, and it's just like, man, you're not telling me, like, I get you're the Superman or the Superman or Samoan badass or whatever, but it's like, bro, you have a separated shoulder and cracked ribs. You're not selling to me that you're that special of a guy that's going to go out and keep having matches at live events. Like, even a badass has to, like, nurse their, their, their wounds before they go back to being a badass. Exactly, you know? I mean? Like, you know? And, uh, I mean, uh, pretty much ultimately what comes out of this is, uh, you know, Angle lets him know that, you know, he's lucky he wasn't suspended, uh, let alone, you know, that, you know, he doesn't have, he's trying to give him the night off. Uh, you know, Strowman's not having it. Basically says, you know, that gives him the whole uh, or else uh, ultimatum. And, uh, you know what I mean? So, you know, which which kind of pretty much was, uh, you know, a, a, a indication of, of, of what was going to go on the rest of the night, at least surrounding Braun Strowman. So uh, after that, we get into the first match of the night. It was Samoa Joe versus Chris uh, Jericho. That was a good match. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. it, it was, but it, it, it didn't feel special like it should have felt special between a match of... Samoa Joe versus Chris Jericho, you know what I mean? It felt like it was like, oh, okay, yeah, these guys, oh, okay, that, that, oh, okay, that's cool, they wrestled. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't 
necessarily. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't not not, not a fan of the match, but I don't know. I, I think it it kind of lacked uh, a little bit of appeal there, uh, being just with both names named. Uh, you know, in in the match. But you know, one thing I did like is later when it showed uh, Jericho cutting a promo backstage. He did put over Samoa Joe. You know, he he didn't shame uh, shame away from saying that he tapped. Uh, you know, because he did lose via uh, the Coquina Clutch. Uh, he tapped out, but he he didn't show like he was shamed by tapping out. He put over Samoa Joe as a world class athlete, so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, um, at least he didn't get mowed over. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, he had he had to earn it um, in a veteran like Jericho. I, I mean, to me, I think it felt I, I, I thought it was gonna be more awkward, uh, different styles in, in ring for sure. But it seemed like maybe they've been working together in live events, and that's what they used to translate, you know, on Monday Night Raw. But um, you know, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I just wonder if. You know, this is going to lead to like Jericho taking a bunch of L's, walking into payback, and you know, putting his his career on the line or something. And that's how we're going to get this, you know, eventual lead for Fozzie dates. You know, uh, I mean, think, I, well, which, I mean, he's kind of already confirmed, so we can kind of just you know, anticipating. You know, he's just kind of going through the motions before he leaves at this point. But uh, I mean, I still want to see a good match, damn it, especially if it's him versus Samoa Joe. So um, again, not not a uh, complaining about the match. Uh, in itself, it just didn't seem too "quote unquote" special. I mean, how, how do you feel about the match, Mark? I, I mean, it's fine, but I mean, the <clears throat> the uh, superstar shakeup kind of takes the wind out of the sails of the yeah, KO yeah. Jericho feud, which makes a Jericho Samoa Joe match just because they're interrelated rivalries make it just, it just there's no weight behind the, the the match. Yeah, I mean, and that was one thing I I didn't really notice till later is like how uh, you know they went from always saying that Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe were, uh, you know, associates of Triple H, but it's like, now that's kaput because, like, you know, Kevin Owens is on on the, uh, on Thursday now. Where right. It doesn't even Tuesday. matter. So it's like, yeah, I, you know, yeah. it kind of makes you wonder uh, the, the direction they're going to go with Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe at this point. So, um, I mean, it looks like well, it's going to be him versus uh, Seth Rollins, obviously. Um, you know, because uh, at, the, at the end, uh, Samoa Joe cut a, I'd say an NXT-esque style uh, Samoa Seth. Joe. Bravo, yeah, <laughs> you know the Seth Rollins, and uh, you know uh, Seth was uh, doing commentary that match. Um, I thought he did he did well as far as his response. It wasn't too bad. He had to drop a B bomb. That's yeah, always good on. Yeah, TV. I mean payback's a bitch. I mean you know overused, over, but you know. yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I, I felt like it was it was used right uh, in this instance. So uh, it was pretty good. Um, moving on, we had uh, we showed um, oh probably one of my favorite parts of the night. It showed uh, the club getting ready to walk out to the ring. I guess they had a match, uh-huh. and then they kind of oh, stop the and, and uh, oh yeah, nod right. towards uh, the Drifter, Elias Sampson. Again, makes another appearance on Raw, so that was cool. Um, as they showed, they were supposed to be. I'm guessing they were supposed to go against Golden Truth. Golden Truth got pretty much attacked and mollywopped by Braun Strowman. Um, I know, Doc, you have some. Yeah, actually, Mark and I spoke about this a couple of days ago, too. I just thought, like, um, it just wasn't realistic. You know, it was like, I get what they're going for. They're trying to, like, keep the, the gas on the fire, so to speak. But it's like, you know, he, he kind of basically short-armed Goldust into that fence door. He didn't, like, you know, it would have been better if maybe he had had him farther away, grabbed him by, you know, uh, his you know his neck or something, and ran with him full force and then threw him through. But instead, it was like a short-arm Irish whip, and he just basically took the door off the hinges like he was Kane coming through for his debut yeah. at Hell in a Cell. I mean, even that first initial, like, I guess, double clothesline, he didn't even really 
take that first initial hit yeah. too well. You and know, then Fit know. Finley was horrible, man. You know, he's two for two on, on being the yeah. first guy, first Chick responder. First responder, yeah. 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 Chick on go, Dave. I mean, uh, but I, I did enjoy how, like, their attempt at how they were building Braun, though. You know what I mean? Throughout right. the night, Roman Reigns obviously absent from the night, so you got to build the show around someone. I mean, I, I know we were complaining that we didn't see Angle too much, but I think it's better we don't see... Uh, you know, we're coming. We're talking about Raw, where it went from always Stephanie and, and Mick Foley at least two to three times in, in yeah. one episode. I don't mind the backstage yeah. stuff with Angle, though. Yeah, yeah, no, the backstage stuff, I think, I think that's safe. I think that's comedy, safe. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, he's not doing anybody any harm there. At the same time, you probably imagine that he probably is not filming too much. I don't know what his, uh, his schedule is like right now, but... He could just be going, like, he probably stays for, like, an hour and just leaves, you know? Yeah, because I'm sure the travel's getting to him, too. Yeah, especially with all the surgeries and stuff. He's probably not, like, up for doing all, all the plane rides and all that stuff, so. Um, but I do, again, like I said, I do like how they uh, they are building up Braun here. Um, you know, maybe it could have been two other people that would have meant something. Uh, it could it, Honestly, I think I told you, Doc, it could have been uh, Big Cass and Enzo. Yeah. Um which could have opened up later maybe the possibility of, of uh, Big Cass versus, uh, you know, Braun Strowman. I would have gave more know. heat, too. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, another, and then to, because that Big Cass is a fan favorite, so, you know, once he, if they were to do that and he defeats him. And anybody yeah. that put hands on Enzo, like, they're getting instant heat. It's because of how. Oh, and, and that, yeah, that, that's that's automatic for sure. Like, um, but yeah, you know, I, either here or there, I thought it was pretty good. From there, we get the club, you know, saying they need competition, too. Uh, enter Enzo and Cass. You know, it's a match we've seen a thousand times before. It was it one of their better movie. ones, I thought, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it just, it was one, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't Cassidy anything, anything, yeah, it wasn't anything to write to, uh, home, you know, home, write home about too much. And, uh, but, you know, it, it, it was cool. Um, from there, let me see where, where, where did we go from there? Uh, oh, yeah, we we had a Miss TV with uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, I thought Ambrose did pretty well. Uh, with his uh, the way he responded, uh, as far as promo, um, he he does the same old goofy, not goofy, but you know, uh, what's the word? I guess wacky, uh, kind of uh, you know, Dean thing. But you know how how you're talking about how much he loves doing this, and you know, uh, this is what he does. No one, no one outworks him. I I enjoyed that part of it because it's like at least play to your strength. They call you the Iron Man because you you have so many. Uh, you work so many matches, you know, under your belt in one year. It's like, dude, use that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's strengthening your character. You know, with the facts that people can't really, uh, they can't, they they can't deny it. You know what I mean? It's on paper, so you know. Uh, yeah, he's he's become a bit more formulaic, like in his promo, where yeah. it is like sort of the same rhetoric, like you know, say something outlandish, say something outlandish, or a cheap pop. And then, but like when he does get serious, which I know, you know, Mark and I, we've always kind of admired his promo skills. Because if you watch any of his NXT stuff, you know what he's capable of, you know, especially the stuff he was doing when, you know, it was his turn to talk during the Shield. You know what I'm saying? I miss the days where he used to just get aggressive and then chuck the microphone down on the floor before yeah. he finished his sentence. You know, like he's not doing that as much. I mean, we've know? all seen the the, the uh, YouTube Boxley promos from like his indie days. And- yeah. You know they haven't even touched on like, like even close to what he's capable of on the mic. Like he's 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 a uh, he's got probably the most potential as far as I've as far as I've seen out of anybody. Like like all it would take all it would take would be one major character change and he would be yeah. a brand new you know new fresh uh, character. So 
with 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 some pretty compelling promos too, man. Like some of those, if you go back and you search some of the if you search some of his uh, his promos from when he was in the Indies when he was John Moxley, man, those are. No, the, the, I mean, these are essentially the things that actually got the eye even put on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So definitely worth a look. Uh, I wish he would get it. I mean, honestly, I, I'm interested and I've been interested in a heel Dean because I feel like yeah. he can get more Crazy. back into that. I've been waiting for it, man. I, I, I think it'd be, I mean, all the little idiosyncrasies that he does that he used to do that he doesn't, you know, invest in as much with this Dean character now, I think it'll pay off pretty well for him as far as his character in the long run. You know what I mean? He could only build his character for sure, but... Uh, I mean, I guess the other question is, I mean, do we want to see him versus The Miz again? I mean, we, we did see it on SmackDown. It's who he beat for the title. I don't know if it's just going to be a repeat of the same old script. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I like Miz. He got me to like him again. He's reached a new height with what he can do and what he's capable of. Obviously, with the, you know, the, subsequently uh, of his move to Raw uh, from SmackDown, which is quote-unquote considered the B-show no matter what. Uh, I mean, I am interested in that aspect, but I just want to make sure, are you guys going to do anything different from last time? Because if not, then it's it's really think, not really doing anything to save the IC title. You know what I mean? I think it's got potential because now it's not so much centered around girlfriends. Renee is not on Raw. Oh, you know what? That's very um, true. You know, she played a pretty pivotal point in, like, you know, her professionalism as a journalist, etc. You know, so I think now that it's not so much around... Maurice and Miz also being focal points, it could just be Miz and Dean. And, you know, I mean, Miz, he... He does a great job, man. Like, he, he pulls a card that's riding the rails of reality. You know what I mean? Like, it's been said, you know, if anyone's been on the sheets lately, that there is a concern of complacency in Dean Ambrose, you know? And, like, that Austin interview, um, that podcast interview he did, that's been getting so many plays these days. It's not even funny where he's yeah. based, you know? And Yeah, but everybody loves to everybody loves to jump on the train when it comes to... True. Because eventually, dude, at some point, when you play the babyface for long enough, People are just gonna get sick and tired of him. Just be like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm sick of this guy. He's not as good as we thought he was. His move set's not as good. He's not. He's his promos aren't as good. I mean, it all, all it takes in my mind is like the second that he turns into a bad guy, everybody's back on the Ambrose train. Everybody's oh, yeah. the heel works incredible. This, it's just you know, yeah, that's right. It's no, it's it, everybody. Wrestling fans are the most fickle fans on the planet, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're never satisfied. They're acting like Ambrose is out there wanting to be a wacky character, like he's not playing a. a the, the, that's the only type of baby face he can play because he's such a sadistic, you know, uh, methodical heel. So I think those are the only fans that bother me when when it comes to watching this stuff. It's like you'll see people like complaining about outlandish stuff. You're like, dude, I feel you, but you realize they that the they, don't, they actually like. If you it, realistically, they don't have any control. Or they're just doing what they're told, right? Like the best so, they can. Yeah, yeah. So you can only be mad to a certain point, rather than be mad at the real, at the actual person that has to just do what they're doing. To, I mean, they're essentially doing their job. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if they're, if they're not doing the job, and they're yeah. not getting paid, and then that's you know insubordination, what have you. They're, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. Sometimes a lot of people they they look at it real narrow minded. You know what I mean? It's just like. Dude, I feel you, but you know it's more than just this, this, and that. Like, it's not just oh, uh, they just picked these people and this is what's not. Nah, dude, like they gotta actually like go and it, there's a process to everything. You know what yeah. I mean? So if, if these guys had more creative control, you better bet that there'd be so many number one guys. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, Goldust would be going around. Yeah, I mean, like they say it all the time. You know everybody would like, be champion if, if if that was the case. Everybody. Yeah, if would you could be book yourself, it'd be different. But yeah. now you know what. Back to your original point. Um, yeah. Ambrose did kind of walk through the motions a little bit, but yeah, when he got personal and took that cheap shot of being complacent, um, you know, he, he caught some fire in his eyes, which is what we all love to see. But um, I don't know about you guys. I kind of want to see a new move from him. 
Like I, I like the Dirty Deeds. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he needs to bring back the old one. If it was the Headlock Bulldog, you know, or oh, Headlock yeah, Driver. Driver. Yeah. But something because I don't mind it, but sometimes it's like not as a believable. They could be snapped off from anywhere, like an yeah. RKO or. You know, I think he and, should. I think he should try to get his makes his submission into the, in there. A hundred percent. Yeah, maybe he needs to go back to the regal stretch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, maybe a heel turn will do him good. But we'll no, see. I, I think the regal stretch he should go back to if he does turn heel. If not, it's still. I mean, he doesn't even do the butterfly. Yeah, off, off the yeah. Time, he has been doing that crash landing suplex though, which oh, yeah. he hasn't done that since the well, FCW well, well, days. The other, the other one he's been using. Uh, you know, we've noticed it. I think he should. I think he should ultimately replace the quote unquote. Wacky line or the was it the lunatic what Larry Larry I think he should uh, he he used a uh, when he it was last week when he went against Kevin Owens in that champion versus champion oh yeah that, superstar shakedown or that shake, rope shake hung up. yeah it was like a rope hung clothesline from yeah the where top he crashed them on the on the ropes yeah and then jumped from the set that that was actually pretty I think I think it his worked spot. well to to his uh, character I mean I I think only like a, a handful of like rugged guys can even. You know, yeah, because it's, that it's off, a crazy maneuver, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. to do to a human being. So it, it reminded me of something like a Cactus Jack would have done. Or yeah. Maybe, uh, man, who else? Maybe, maybe like a, a Jake the Snake or somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like, See, I don't get why he can't be that kind of maniacal. Like, why has he got to be wacky maniacal? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I mean, and, it's tough to be maniacal like, when wacky, you're a, wacky when you're where it's comical. Like, yeah. why is no, it you're right. comical? He wasn't wacky when he was in the Shield. He was, you know, those guys were badass. He was unpredictable. He was, uh... Spastic almost, you know what I mean? Like he, and that—that's what, yeah, what his appeal was. Word. Now, now he's just when is he's wacky or is it zany? You know what I mean? Like it's I don't know. Yeah. But there were moments when he like like I'll point out specifically uh, when him and Cena got into it, got, like you know yeah. had, had tr- were trading. Some oh yeah, I enjoyed that. And that was I, I did enjoy that side promo of work that he was doing on Cena. You know, everybody talks about how great Miz's last rivalry was with with uh cena but i would i would argue that if they had given ambrose the chance to actually have a rivalry with cena, with cena it could have been about a, two or three times better than mrs uh rivalry was so uh because those barbs being exchanged were quite yeah, pe- people sleep on ambrose because i mean when he when he cuts a promo it's not it doesn't feel scripted it feels like it's coming from dean ambrose like it, and, and 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 that's more so than almost everybody on the roster he's he's when, when he has the mic in his hand it, it feels organic it feels like he's actually that's, that's co- going off top yeah and that's and nobody else in the roster has that that, that quality as much as he does. Yeah. Yes, because on the flip side, it's like as a writer, you're like, uh, okay, how do I write a Dean Ambrose? Pro-? You can't. Yeah, you can't really write a Dean Ambrose promo. You know what I mean? So I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I again, like, I'm excited for his move to Raw. I just hope uh, it means good things for him moving forward. I mean, not with Brock is still champ, but who knows? Um, yeah, and I hope it it's yeah. not so much a you're a holding. Champ, so. I hope he's not a placeholder for Miz to take the title. You know, though, if Miz, if a heel is in charge of the IC belt, I think it opens it up, it opens up more lanes for the mid card. You know, in terms of like who can get a good look. But well, what do you guys think about the Shield all being on Raw now? Well, I mean, it's, that was one thing that we we, we touched. Uh, yeah, like we noticed that every Shield member is on Raw now. They they didn't. They, it's funny because that's something that they would have made a big right. Deal Michael about, Cole right? never mentioned, it and you would expect him to yeah. be constantly. Oh, Michael Cole, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's being reported that there's going to be some sort of expected reunion during the summer. I don't know about Summer Slam specifically. Like reform. Yeah, man, for I some, think it's too early, man. Well, I, I agree. Well, there, there's but, a rumor, uh, a rumored, or I guess a fantasy scenario where it'd be Finn with the club. Yeah, and uh, with Gallows and Anderson. That's a sign. Doesn't that doesn't even compare though? Because those guys are tag team specialists, and like the Shield are all like, like. Yeah, but there's still a lot of time to build that if they want. If that's yeah. true, you know, it, the it, Shield are all like are all world champion singles. Wrestlers that's very true. In one in one faction. 
but but young guns. after the fact. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these sure. guys, see, like the difference between the club is these guys won championships together uh, before they came to WWE. So now, you know what I mean? Yeah, now they are tag team specialists more, but these guys spent time together. What's his name? Finn and uh, Finn and uh, all three of those guys are like best yeah, friends. Finn and Anderson. Right, definitely. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about their chemistry. I'm talking about just the pedigree. I'm saying, yeah, they're tag team specialists, one of the best tag teams in the world. But neither of them are, are, are have ever won a world championship. And I know Carl well, Anderson. I know Carl Anderson Finn. almost won the G1. No, I mean besides Finn. I mean Finn is the Finn's. Oh the yeah, yeah. Star. Oh, between the two, but between yeah, Gallows yeah. and Anderson. I mean, I know, I know. Uh, Carl Anderson had a point where he almost won the G1 and whatnot. But you know, you don't ever hear about Carl Anderson and Gallows as singles wrestlers. They're tag team specialists. Not yet. That's true because I'm looking at who would size up with who. Like and, and I when, see yeah, exactly. And when you watch the Shield, you think, oh, these guys are all single. Like you know, yeah. they're all in this group. But eventually, they're going to see. But now, now you're going to hate me because I'm, I'm going to use your own logic against you. Okay. Uh, and, and not to prove you wrong or anything like that. It's just, just, I mean, just for the sake of the sake. If not to prove me wrong. <laughs> just for the sake of uh, conversation. But okay. you are still the same man that actually we had a conversation about tag team wrestling. And you said as far as what makes a good tag team is they are one entity. They are a mind, they right. were sound uh, uh, body and mind. Yeah. So if they are, I mean, if they are sound body and mind, you know, under one, you know, they're symbiotic. And, and as, yeah. as, as, uh, as Corey kept using that word, yeah. like. I mean, how how can they not beat like three singles? Guys? Okay, but let's you know talk I mean? about let's talk about. Okay, so yeah, sure, your, synergy is key. But I'm talking I'm not talking about synergy. I'm talking about talent. You know what I'm saying? True. So they could have they have a ton of synergy. Okay, yeah, but we're talking about world champion level yeah, talent. Accomplishments, we're talking about, we're accolades. About, we're talking about Roman Reigns, who is essentially the next John Cena. Seth Rollins, who is you know uh, a, like a Jeff Hardy mixed yeah. with a I, I don't even know a HBK, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And and Ambrose is kind of like your last hardcore icon type, you know, uh, brawler, but yeah, also it's got kind of like Austin. a Brian Pillman, yeah, Stone Cold kind of like uh, 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 Roddy Piper type Roddy vibe to him. Yeah, and, and so I I don't think you could say any of that for I don't think you could even say any of that in that for Finn yet because Finn hasn't even achieved. No, you're right because I mean he's got one title major on the on the yeah. major roster to go, and then like mm-hmm. on top of that, like the club just lost the belts, and then you got I mean at the same time in terms of like matching them up, you got yeah. the guys with the accol- the accolades and the shield that you just listed, yeah. and then you got the guys who go around calling everyone nerds. Because here's the here's the thing: the shield beat <laughs> here because because that's why the Evolution Shield rivalry was so great because like oh Orton. Yeah. Triple H, Batista, these are world champions. Multiple champions. So if they already swept Evolution, why would they even give a fuck about the Bullet Club? Why would they even care? There's not even there. So to me, if they, if, if to be a threat, it would have to be like AJ, Finn, yeah, and like Kenny say. Omega. That would yeah. be like the only or Cole only or somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So what else? So what, uh, after that, though, you know, I know we had uh, Ambrose. Yeah, we he had, did his uh, thing. Uh, T.J. Perkins. Uh, he had his first matches. I guess a uh, heel now. Uh, a little bit of a different haircut still going on. He's uh, still dabbing on like as usual. Uh, you know, doing the little... You know, it's funny. He actually was doing what you were saying, I believe, last week, Doc, is he was more encompassing more of that character he had in the CWC, CWC where he was yeah. a little more cocky and owning it, you know, um, which it was pretty good to see. I did enjoy... Uh, what's the name? Neville was there. Uh, he was at ringside. And then uh, Austin Aries came in and, and announced himself. Uh, you know, you know, lost his invite, I guess, in the mail, but it, yeah, invited himself to to the to the ring, uh, and then sat himself next to Neville, entertaining stuff with the banana and all that. Yeah, pause. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good segment. I was not mad at how the match turned out as far as uh, yeah, the Jack Gallagher looked great. Uh, yeah, Jack was good. Um, you know, yeah, Jack. You know what? Uh, TJ's been having some pretty good matches lately. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, d- despite him losing or winning. 
he has a, he's been uh, racking up a string of really good matches, especially the, I know we talked about it before the one with Nakamura. Uh, when Nakamura oh, had that was turn, an that was, match. that was a good match. It yeah. was a good match. Um, so th- this one was no different. Pretty entertaining. Uh, pretty good heel work. Uh, you know, ended. Well, you know, uh, Neville got the uh, upper hand on Austin as usual. Uh, and the, interesting enough, it showed uh, Neville and TJ pretty much kind of party, yeah, not partying, but kind of inadvertently celebrating together, uh, coming up the ramp. So, uh, definitely keep an eye on that. I don't know if it's. I hope it's not going to be some type of. You know, I'm the king and you're the prince type of deal. You know, yeah, I'm hoping it's not going to be so. Men or something. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, commoners and this and that. and <laughs> Clergy. Clergy and, yeah, you know what I mean? And and, uh, and, and Austin Aries will always be my jester. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to get back into Raw when we come back, pay a little bit of bills, and here's our sponsors, man. Peace. What's good, everybody? Once again, it's the hip-hop hybrid of the Quincy Jones Show. It's me. It's me. The DOC. Doc Lesnar, I'm here to bring you an important message from the good folks over at Strong Style Brand, one of our best sponsors we got on the show. And that's to tell you guys, give you the Iggy behind-the-scenes look on this new Real Deal Heel collection. Now, the Real Deal Heel t-shirt is something I've owned in my own Strong Style Brand collection for quite some time. Always a head-turner. Always get quite a bunch of compliments anytime I hit the stage and I rep it to the fullest. And now, they got all kinds of different variations of it they got it in tank tops for men and women they got the crew neck t-shirt which i already have but you guys need to get your hands on and they also got it in a hoodie and they got it from charcoal and black you know and it's like one of those things how many of these indie clothing companies have that much variation and that many differential in styles and all kinds of colors things like that and that's what strong style brings you anything you need for your wrestling needs and besides clothing they also got things like flags which i fly proudly every time i'm around on the stage they also got cell phone covers for galaxies for iphones all that stuff you know they even got coffee mugs i mean where are you gonna find this stuff at and if you just want regular old clothing they already got the socks basketball shorts they got scullies beanies crew neck sweaters hoodie sweaters crew neck t-shirts tank tops men and women you name it i already told you now now once again where you want to go strongstylebrand.com that is strongstylebrand.com you get there you put in that promo code quincy jones we'll hook you up with a little bit extra off the side and you already know what it is that's just us saying thank you for all the listeners listening in to the quincy jones show go get it boom Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? All right, and we're back, man. This is the Quincy Jones Show with your host, Doc Lesnar, Quincy Jones Go, and our special guest live from the Fly's Nest, Mark McFly. Glorious. Okay, I got, I got carried away. I don't know away. why I turned into Bobby Roode there, but hey. And no, hey, it's, it's not a, it's such a compliment. <laughs> we're, we're here getting great hospitality from Fly's Nest. We're reviewing yes, Raw. We and on that note, you want to continue on, Quincy Jones? Let us know what we yeah, got. Yeah, man, we, uh, you know, we left off the TJP, uh, you know, developments going on between his characters, uh, I guess his new direction of his character with uh, Neville and, um, you know, in, in, in pertaining to uh, Austin Aries. And, uh, you know, Jack Gallagher pretty much was the, uh, the patsy in this whole thing. But, um... Oh, like I said, it, it just just based on everything they usually try to feature as far as the whole two hundred five live portion of Raw. This was actually, I mean, no, I wasn't mad at this. It was pretty good. Yeah, one of its better segments. It wasn't, you know, usually when you got so many moving parts, the fear is it's going to get too convoluted. Yeah, but everything went right. It was a great match had by all. Good moments, good interference, 
everything was well timed. Like I liked it. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, I thought it was something substantial, not too much or over the top, as you're saying, like, you know, it wasn't too convoluted, but but just enough, yeah, to help build uh uh that that storyline going in. Cause you know, obviously, you know, we got Austin Aries who uh won a fatal four way two oh five live who's supposed to be facing Neville for the Cruiserweight title again on at payback, so I mean, you know, obviously planting more seeds there, but um, from there, and I may be wrong, I may be wrong, so if if so, you know, I'm just getting my uh my order out of the way, but um, we actually had a I believe a uh, backstage segment with uh Chris Jericho, where uh he was with um what's the guy's name Mike something. Yeah, you know, I don't know his name, man. We just know his name is Mike. Tom Phillips. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, he was doing the whole Tom Phillips, uh, Mike, Tom, Tom, Mike thing. Uh, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, you know, me and Doc, we go back and forth between the weeks because we feel like he's always every week is a new one, uh, something in, man. man. Uh, you know, it's always something. This one wasn't too bad. The frame him in, frame, uh, it's a frame me in. Yeah, frame me in. Frame me in, man. Uh, that wasn't bad. I, I enjoyed it, uh, especially because the camera actually followed suit, so that was kind of cool. Um, what about you, Mark? I mean, you know, I know he's been doing this since he was heel and building it up, and now he's a face. We've been going back and forth about whether or not it's even, uh, if it's hitting as much as it used to, or if it's you know something he's just kind of. Uh, I'm not worried about. I mean, like, I'm not. I've never been worried about Jericho when it comes to. That's true. That's very true. When it comes to catchphrases, or I mean, he's always been able to get things over. He's always been able to come up with new. He's always been able been able to evolve his game very and true. come up with new things that will stick with the crowd. But he is a creator. What, what's really what the real important issue is is what, what his direction is. Like what with with Kevin Owens gone, what's the purpose of Y2J now? You know. He didn't get his redemption yet. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I doubt he's gonna win at payback. Like, like kayfabe, like un- unbeknownst to us that we know he's leaving. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like where does he go from there? Uh, yeah, because it's like if he loses and he stays on Raw, it's I get you. It's like, well, then what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is he gonna beef with Samoa Joe and why? Because he helped put him through a table, right. like you know. And then you know, I just don't want to. I don't want to watch. I don't want to have to watch Ke- uh, Chris Jericho go through like a. An era in his career where he's just kind of like getting run through by just the entire roster, yeah. because and that's it. Yeah. I feel like he should just be utilized to put certain guys over because well, yeah, because it should maintain mean something. his legendary status. But yeah. it's it's getting close to the point. If you stick around for too long, you become a punching bag, man. Well, Kane, and, and that's Kane thing, becomes like, a Kane became yeah. a punching oh, bag. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a huge, big show, that's a little huge bit example. Well, because essentially, especially like, and I share the same view as you. Is like a guy like Chris Jericho is like it should mean something when that guy chooses to lose. You know what I mean? So, but guys, guys, let's talk about the best part of the promo. The the best part of the promo. The best part of the promo. The Drifter. The Drifter, yes. Once again, two appearances, one night. To what do we owe the pleasure? The credit. The Drifter and Jericho are going to get into. I I don't know. I mean, if so, I hope it's not like a Fandango thing. I hope he's just kind of just, you know, making his rounds, like just uh, popping up different. Because, you know, the first time he popped up was last, or the week before that, the women's match. Then he popped up earlier that night, you know, with, with uh, the club, the club. Mm-hmm. and then he pops up during this, and I, man, it was good. See, I mean, the crowd popped for it, which means to me that they actually understand and know who this guy is, uh, which is a good thing. Um, it looks, it seems to me, especially since this is the second week in a row, he's on the main roster now. Yeah, cause... Uh, which is kind of surprising the way they did it. Uh, kind of a different treatment the way they, they've done it with everybody else, but yeah, El Vagabondo. El Vagabondo. El Vagabondo. Well, you know, I was going to say, I like what they're doing, Um, and we talked about this last week too, is I think what they're utilizing is the actual verb in his name. You know, he didn't do that too much in NXT. Like, the fact that you kind of see him migrating throughout the show is helping build the whole drifter yeah. thing. I'm not saying he's got a brand yet, 
people people were saying drift away. You know what I'm saying? So even though you're getting that kind of reaction, the reaction, reaction nonetheless yeah. is great. You know what I'm saying? But now he's on main roster, and it seems like people are getting a kick out of the way he just enters, you know, real randomly. And I thought it was cool credit to Jericho being able to flip oh, the promo. And he goes, yeah, we say, you're off the hook. And then, yeah, yeah the hook. you know, and then I went in on, on a drifter. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's going to put the drifter over. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm sure we're going to get tons of drifter interferences throughout, you know, for the at least through the next pay-per-view until he decides who he's going to put his target on. Yeah. I guess the only my only problem with that is if he does put the drifter over, is like, what are the long-term plans for the drifter? No, right. no, I'm not saying it's a great idea, but, you know, they've done it with Jericho before. Because if I mean, you, if yeah. Jericho, first of all, they already made the mistake with Fandango. Yeah, that, that was my biggest, main, One of the yeah, biggest mistakes in wrestling guys, history. Guys, it's Fandango. We don't, to, we don't need to keep right. talking about it, but I just am afraid that, that, that this drifter situation might be a similar situation because... Not not just anybody should be able to go over Chris Jericho, man. It doesn't it doesn't mean just because you're new to new from NXT and you just made it to the main roster and you want to make they need to make you need you to make a name for yourself doesn't necessarily mean you should make a name for yourself at the expense of a, of a guy like Chris Jericho. I mean, the guy's a legend. I mean, it should be an honor to do. so. I mean, it's different if if, if Jericho has had eyes on this guy and is insisting on doing uh-huh. that. But if this is what they want him to do, that's a whole. Nother but how many guys? Let's think about that. How many guys does Triple H put over? How many guys does Orton put over? How many guys yeah, has Cena put right. over? Yeah. You're right, man. I mean, the thing with Chris Jericho, you're right. It's like, it like Elias Sampson right. is not, I'm sorry, he has, I mean, unless he changes what he's doing and he's just going to use the drifter thing to get over as much as he can now before he has to reach that point and change his gimmick, he has a great look. Me and you, we've talked about it before, Mark. He has a good look. He has look. nuclear heat but, when he wants, but when he wants to get it. Drifter is not going to be a world champion. And if he's not a world champion, why have him beat? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's plain and simple. I hear that. You know what I mean? If he's not going to be a future champion, he should not be defeating yeah. Chris Jericho. Well, At maybe all. it's just a one-time thing. I mean, Jericho is so entertaining. I mean, if there's anyone that's going to get a drifter over, it, yeah, you know, in a promo where he doesn't say a word, it's probably you know, it's yeah, no, be there, there's there's very many strengths that Chris Jericho brings to the situation, which is why I'm not saying it's not a smart move. But as far as him beating him before he takes off, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, it just leads to taste of a uh, fandango. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it's the same the same ordeal. Like. Maybe we'll I, get Drifter Dean. You know, I mean, something. I mean, because that's the thing, too. It's like, he, again, he has he has a good size. You know what I mean? He can be a real threat to certain things. But even then, it's like, did we see the Drifter IC champion? Did we see that for reals? I don't know. That's, I mean, I guess it remains to be seen, man. There's no, no way to really tell true. because it's not like he got that much of a much. He didn't get a lot of burn in NXT. It's not uh, like he had I an extended he, run. Like, like if he was an IC champ, I could see if he was drifting to different places defending it. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I mean, and he, maybe if he's show up on between, SmackDown. Yeah, he's drifting between Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, like that, that'd be kind of cool. But uh, moving on, we from there we had the. Uh, I, I was up and down about this. This was the fatal four way for the number one contender match for the uh, Raw's Women Championship. We had a, a, a newly, uh, you know, new newly moved to the Raw roster. We had Alexa Bliss versus uh, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, and also newly acquired uh, Mickey James. Uh, I feel bad for Mickey James, man. Um, you know, I she yeah, she's a great talent in her ring, but I don't know her following is just not. It's it's not. Uh, it it doesn't say the same. You know what I mean? It's not reflective of that. Uh, when she first came out last week, she had a good promo, but you know, unless she's gonna do like this actual psycho, I'm following you type of yeah, deal, where old. she followed Alexa Bliss to Raw. I don't see what more of what they were doing on SmackDown, which didn't mean much, 
Um, I mean, it wasn't hurting Alexa, it was, except for giving more t- TV time. But it's like it's not doing, it's not helping the Raw women's division, bigger picture wise, to have them bring that same pointless drama, uh, t- you know, to to the whole division. I mean, uh, essentially, you want them both to be contenders. I think they both are. Uh, Alexa was great in this match. Uh, me and Doc, we talked about it. Her heel tag. She she does a lot of work with just talking, dude. And just her body. And her body language, yeah. she she's uh, And she's actually saving herself, uh, you know, in-ring-wise and tearing up her body just by doing... She's still coming off. She's doing great heel work. Um, Sasha has some pretty good stuff. Mickey, I mean, she was doing great. She missed a few spots. Yeah, she was um, looking a little exhausted. Yeah, in there. I, I don't know if it's exhausted or if... Maybe things got, you know, wires got crossed or, you know, uh, things got confused or, you know, what have you. But, uh, I mean, bless that girl, man, because I still want to have her babies. But, uh, I mean, you know, hardcore country. Whew, well, you know, here's two things I, I, I could say. I know the first week, like you said, um, you know, she was bringing this continued rivalry, which no one had a lot of investment in. And I think we had even discussed last week, like, to me, I feel like if they were still a unit, that would have been more valuable for both involved. But the fact that she's shadowing Alexa, it's like no one wants to keep seeing that. So that hurt her. But this week, she this past week. she shadowing her either. Yeah, you know? And then this past week, they were in Alexis's hometown of Columbus. So there was just no way Mickey was going to get, yeah. you know, the, the baby face pop, you know? So they were hot for Alexa, even though Alexa was like, you know, kind of mouthing off to them. Like, she didn't care. But that's why she got over too. Was lot, she had a lot of a good positive reception from the crowd who just who ate up the heel tactics, you know, and loved the way it went down. Like Nia, Nia Jax was looking good. Uh, she needed to slow down on a few things just to help sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was looking good. She's been honestly, uh, she's another one that's been uh, putting together a, quite a, a really good stellar amount of performances lately. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have nothing bad to say about her. I mean, she was she had some boshes against Charlotte last week. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 mean, I would say I wouldn't say and, stellar, and, and, and that's more or less when I when I mean like she needs to slow it down. Uh, what she did was a step up from last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, and, and it should be considered you're in there working with three other people that help you know take care of the load. Um, again, there are certain things that could have been tightened up, but all in all, uh, Alexa Bliss, we have a new number one contender, so that's the more important thing, which is also great because we're starting off superstar shake up with a bang. Last week we got introduced. The week after we got a brand new number one contender. Uh, her versus Bailey should be good, actually. Be great, uh, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that, Mark? I mean, uh, I I see it as more of a a uh, you know a placeholder rivalry. Like I, I'm assuming that Bailey's going to hold on to it until Sasha turns heel and takes Nia, it from her at Summer honestly, at SummerSlam. Yeah. I, there was a lot of people that that looked uh, very interested in um, Sasha and Alexa. I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting, but I'm not I'm not a big fan of giving Alexa a third world title, uh, like this quickly. It doesn't make. Oh, okay, no, yeah, in that sense, yeah, I agree with you. I think the 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 build. I think she'll bring, she'll do her best to bring the 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 baby face reaction for Bailey. I mean, Alexa is always a really good. Oh, kill. absolutely, no, she'll she'll play her part perfectly. I just don't see her winning this match because just the, even even when how she used to crack jokes on like, uh, you know, calling Becky Lynch Chucky. And you know, I just, just, just always, just she was, you know, uh, oh, oh, she, uh, Naomi's at at, uh, at home with the with the uh, the oops or the, or the hurts or something like you know yeah. she's always digging, you know, she used to always dig on her opponents, which I always got a kick out of. I would post it quite a bit, but I think uh, something like that would be good, especially for a Bailey. Uh, it would drive up the babyface sympathetic. Uh, Plus, they know, got history from NXT. Sport. Oh, that's true. That's Bailey, true. when she yeah. got first crown, I think she defended against Alexa in a pretty good match. And yeah, 
you know, they could use that to kind of feel that. I mean, because you already know, like you said, to Lux's credit, she gets really good heat, especially against no like well-rounded baby faces. So you got the best of the best in baby faces with Bailey, as you know, Mark has referred to her as the John Cena of her division. You know, so you got a girl like Alexa and everything she represents. It's going to be a good build, but I agree. Unless it's something long-term, I don't see her holding on to it till maybe Sasha's ready for that heel turn, or maybe they they do prime Nia ready for that spot. But interesting enough. I think as a fan uh, watching the raw product, I think I'm just more or less kind of relieved that there's already a brand new, fresh matchup. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that that's more or less what I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, from there, uh, uh, we had Kurt Hawkins yet, yet again. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? I'm not mad at how he was out there trying to spin it. You know, yeah. uh, you know, if you go against uh, Kurt Hawkins, he pretty much makes you look good. <laughs> to me, uh, yeah, he makes you main event. He level. makes you main event. That's what it was. He makes you main event status, you know, uh, to which uh, Finn Balor answered. And I, you know, what? I, I was surprised with this. Because uh, I was, you know, and, and it very much still probably is true. I thought that uh, he had gotten a concussion from Jinder the, the week before. So I was really surprised he was already back to work. Um, and then also uh, the match itself, dude, the match was like a minute long. Um, I mean, you don't expect much with a Kurt Hawkins match. No. Uh, it was Finn. But, uh, yeah, he uh, Finn worked. The, I say it looked a little bit of, of, of a limited match. He just got a shit in. Um, I will say this though. I want to see a Finn main event next week to see if they're going to continue with this Kurt Hawkins main event. Then, oh, you know that would actually be if, if yeah, <laughs> if Finn makes it in the main event uh, uh, on Monday, and yeah, that that would be perfect actually. Yeah, I mean it's something they could run with and something they could. I mean, because again, we've said it before that face effects thing. You're ripping off Tyson Kid. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Face effects. Uh, you need something. I mean, because it's it's crazy to me how this guy's getting TV time, but. Bo Dallas is nowhere to be found. Kurt Axel's nowhere to be found. Uh, even some of the new guys would like the. I mean, Apollo. He he had, he had that. Uh, he had. Uh, that's one thing that we'd even uh, address. But you know, Apollo had the the Titus interaction earlier in the night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was good. But Apollo Cruz and Sues and Blues and, and Blues. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cruz. Although corny, it's intriguing. I want to see what they go with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, just to finish off the Finn. Standard match, you know what I mean. Got his stuff in sling blade, shotgun, drop kick, coup de gras. That's it. Uh, is it safe to say that Kurt Hawkins is the new is the new Heath Slater? Yeah, I mean, especially because Heath Slater is not Heath Slater anymore. He's rolling with Rhino, uh, yeah. Bay Bay, and um, yeah, you know, they're 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 catching some some pretty major uh, backstage summons. So I'm glad you brought that up because then we could bring up the other backstage summons with Braun Strowman, uh, where he was dragging Kalisto. And it was like, you know, because they kept trying to tell him the other night off. They're trying to get him to leave. Yeah, he was intimidating and everybody. Tell Kurt I'm leaving and I'm bringing him with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you think? Roman <laughs> Reigns is garbage, so, so are you. Oh, I just picked <laughs> just up, picked up and just dropped them in, in the garbage uh, can. Which, uh, from what I hear, that that's going to lead to a Kalisto versus Braun Strowman dumpster match. This, oh, this, uh, I mean, hey, I was kind of reminiscent of when, when they like just dumpster like match, just like spear chucked uh, uh, Rey Mysterio on the side of that trailer. Oh, when Nash did that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, but yeah, and then from there, you know, Big Show uh, popped up, it pretty much hit him with a pounce and that um, roll up door. And uh, yeah, man, uh, pretty much from there, we we kind of already called it like main event. Uh, for the second time, it's going to be a big show. And uh, Braun Strowman, as Big Show tells him, to pick on someone his own size. Uh, and, I mean, 
uh, you know, which leads us to our main event. But um, from there, uh, we also had uh, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. You know, standard. Our tag team's going against your tag team, but we're kind of okay. We're okay, we're respected <laughs> of you, but you know, just just for the spirit of competition, one of our best is going to go against one of your best. You know, I like and, that match. And oh uh, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, what you um, think, Mark? Like good they, match. They kept saying. Um, Dream oh, you match. Know, dream match. Yeah, they kept saying I that. don't know if it's a dream yeah. match, but Yeah, it's a good I don't match. know if I've ever said I would love to see Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro. Well, as, but far, in as terms... far as skill wise, if you look at him on paper, it'd be like, oh man, that'd be kinda cool. But like as far as like Monday Night Raw, we got Cesaro versus Jeff Hardy. Oh shit. Dog. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like sometimes like I remember thinking it'd be great on the athleticism spectrum to see RVD versus Cesaro. When mm-hmm. that match happened, it was anything but what I yeah. thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So that's true. You know, I mean, yeah. I felt like it was good in terms of, um, you know, contrast and styles, you know, the way they work. I, I thought it was well done, man. There are guys I want to see Jeff Hardy go against, and Cesaro isn't isn't one of the first names that pops in. No, there. but I, I didn't mean, mind he, the fight. He could be on the, the list, the but he's not. Yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty good match, man. Um, like, again, I said it last week. It's good to see these guys at the age that they are still working the way that they are. Um, you know, again, kudos to WWE. You brought these guys back. It's like they never even left. Uh, these guys are feeling right at home. Uh, I mean, I do miss the broken gimmick. We'll see. You know, only time to tell what's going on with that. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you that that broken gimmick's coming no, back. I think I think they're going to pepper it in at, at, at a few opportune times when you know when it's nice in the clear because you know WWE they don't like lingering lawsuits and all that shit. You know, what maybe I mean? Sheamus so, will do a really good brutal bro kick and it'll knock him broken. That'll be actually pretty fun. You know what? Because with the way Sheamus is acting a little bit like his old self, where he's yep. like. A little over competitive about it. Yeah, hey, you never know. You heard it here. I mean, Doc Lesnar got the he got the Iggy on it. You never know. But um, from there we get the uh, main event of the night, which was uh, again Braun Strowman versus Big Show. Another pretty good match between the two. I mean, the first time. I oh, mean, awesome uh, match. You know, these guys are doing kip ups and wrist locks and headlock takeovers. Yeah, bro, that was insane crazy. to see guys that big. On a logical sense, it didn't make sense for that to go back that way, but it was really cool to see behemoths of their size. I mean, be technically sound for that LeBron, small bit of match. Yeah, LeBron would have met who's nimble, but a guy of his size, and you got Big Show who's lost weight, so he's a little bit more ingenuitive with what That's he's doing true, yeah. now. So it was good. Again, I mean, you know what I mean. It was one of those things where you weren't sure if you wanted to see it again after the first time. Because you don't want to do too much. I'll get a big man, big man versus, you know, Godzilla versus Mothra. And, or, you know, everybody wants to see that shit. You know what I mean? That drop kick, um, though, from Braun to oh, Big dude, Show. is just, yeah. you know he can land it, but it's like, every time he does it to a regular-sized person, it looks brutal. But the fact that he was able to get Big Show down with that was just, like, that's the thing with Braun. Like, he continues to surprise me on a weekly basis. No, he, yeah. and I mean, and, and, and the same thing with him is what we said about uh, Baron Corbin is if they make a mistake, they don't make the same mistake twice. You always see the improvement. And, dude, I mean, pretty much the show was centered around him. You know what I mean? And he didn't do bad. I mean, minus, you know, like I said, the gold dust stuff or whatever, you know, whatever. But uh, this match was good. It did what it was supposed to be doing. Um, the one thing I enjoyed is that Booker T, first of all, bless Booker T because he was uh newest commentator on Raw, Unfortunately, in place of a uh, of David Otunga, who's supposed to be gone doing the movie, yeah, as they said like twenty uh, but times. I really wish that book just stays because you know what? I we know book to be a little bit extra on SmackDown, but Shucky he was ducky, he was quack quack. He was just the right amount of Booker on Raw. Yeah, he, he was. I thought he did okay. He did, I mean, because one of the things I liked is how he put over. You know, there was a 
the one attempt by Big Show, it looked like he was going to go off the top rope. And he put over the fact that at one point, Big Show oh, yeah. did use the top, the, uh, the top elbow. rope elbow drop, yeah. which a lot of people don't, t- don't talk about, touch on. I thought that was kind of cool that he brought it up. So, you know, kudos to that. I don't know if it's too early for the high spots and low blows, but that's a high spot for me. But uh, essentially, we got, you know, the spot we all could kind of see from a mile away, the ring breaker spot. The ref freaking, dude, the ref <laughs> yeah. went flying. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like, and uh, one minute he's leaning on the ropes, and next he's outside on the ground. I, I mean, like... how, how do you guys feel about the how, about the use of the spot? I've been getting back and forth. I mean, I thought it wasn't bad because it's believable based on the two men. Obviously, the only other two times it was Brock and Big Show and Big Show and Mark Henry. Uh, yeah, I mean, you notice that Big Show's the one that's always getting suplexed? You no, know, but I was thinking maybe one thing they could have done a little bit different because one of the things that people are complaining about is, like, the lack of creativity or originality. They could have done the same spot, but what if he would have done a choke slam on the Big Show? You know what I mean? Where it would have been like, dude, this guy took out the Big Show and broke the ring with a choke slam of his own. Yeah, using his. Yeah. Like, you know, I thought that would have been. I mean, it would have been the same effect, but it would have been a little bit more personal and far. It would carry a little bit more weight, and, you know, going into the payback or whatever, you know, his next little, you know, Momentum, stop on, yeah. on, on this uh, on this build is. But I thought that would have been something kind of cool. Obviously, Big Show, he's. He's a vet, so if that's not what he wanted to do or if that's something he would have been against, you know, you can't really knock him for it. But I thought that would have, I mean, almost almost as important as, you know, you know, Undertaker, you know, giving Reigns the keys and then, you know, you know, looking what they're doing with him. But it's like, dude, if, if they would have let, as much as they made him look destructive the Monday before and they would have had him versus Big Show, uh, these two huge, it's a clash of the titans, essentially. And then have him use the chokes on the, the, to just... You know, no contest, knock him out. And, I mean, and the one thing that I like, too, is they only showed Strowman getting to his feet. I was just going to say how important that was because I know you had said that you've been getting back and forth reaction on it. But I know some people are like, oh, we've seen that spot before. I mean, it's been some years since we saw the last time we saw that spot, right? So I'm not, you know, you know, we see a lot of the same storylines play out. It's just different characters, you know what I'm saying? But I, I wasn't mad at it mostly because the one thing that was different was that he is the the... You know what I mean? Like the one guy who stood up after none of the guys that have gone through that spot have been able to get up to their feet, let I mean, alone yeah, walk they, up like, the ramp. Like they, I mean, the, 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 I think the TV goes off right at that point, right? Exactly. You know, you get the fake profanity. Well, I think, from I think Taz people are and... also aren't taking into account the fact that uh, Braun Strowman is is being is probably going to face off with Brock Lesnar. Uh, that's what I was going to segue if, to. If Lesnar, you know, if he yeah. puts Big Show through, you know, if him and Big Show break the ring and Big Show and Brock broke the ring yeah. before. You know, you're trying to put him in the same league. That's true. These, these things are significant as far as, like, to those who actually remember the details. Yeah. Like yeah. us, you know, who who get, you know, uppity about it. But, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, because I, I totally forgot about Brock even being in the rear view. So, I think even more to, to like, strengthen my point. I, I mean, why not? Would have had him, you know, show slam Big Show leading up to this potential threat to Brock. Uh, not that he's not already, but it would it would – Again, give him a little bit more weight walking into yeah. that situation. Because I enjoyed the interaction a lot. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. I have, again, read some uh, a source that said that is something that's scheduled to pan out at some point. Braun versus Brock. But, I mean, who knows? Because we all know how part-time Brock gets when he has a title around his waist. You know what I'm saying? Which is what I'm worried about in terms of hindering the progress of the Superstar shakeup. Because it's like, well, what are these guys working towards if Brock's not around to... Well, help, you know, put some guys over or strengthen the storyline. But I agree with you, Mark. I was, I was going to say, you know, 
earlier that I think that was also a great way. Him still standing, you know, the the way that it was done, ring explodes, um, and he's still yelling like he's dominant. It's like you want to make him look as big a threat as possible against a, a guy the likes of Brock Lesnar and make it believable. And I think yeah, when yeah. they had their face to face, it was believable, you know. Or maybe, or maybe they're making him ma- as big of a threat as possible to Brock Lesnar so that Roman Reigns can beat him, so that Roman Reigns can. Do that. Yeah, that's true because th- that is what never know. they're in the business of right now, selling Roman Reigns. Well. That was Raw, man. Uh, we're going to take another break before uh, we're going to come back and cover SmackDown Live. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to take another break. We're here, once again, Mark McFly, Hip Hop Hybrid, Doc Lesnar, and yours truly, Quincy Jones. Go on the Quincy Jones Show. Go. Hey, what's going on? It's Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. Just want to shed a little spotlight on one of our greatest sponsors we have on the show here. They started from the beginning, and they've even sponsored us as the Mega Towers before we even started the show. Yes, I'm talking about United Auto 9 Clothing. UnitedAuto9.com. You want to go there? They got everything. You and the IE, and that's the Inland Empire for you non-Southern California heads. If you're part of the IE and you got pride for the IE, fuck it. If you got pride for where you live, period, this is the brand for you. Check it out, man. They just released a brand new t-shirt series called By Any Means Necessary. And please, please keep a lookout because they just re-released some of their old school original work, the 100 Proof tee. They got it in silver. They got it in gold. Silver and gold. Platinum, baby. You got to look good to feel good. And that's what I'm saying. You got to go to United 99 dot com get yours and i also got to do a little bit of a big shout out to them because they helped the show the quincy jones show podcast come out with their very first batch of merch yes that's what i'm talking about the quincy jones show t-shirts you've seen them i've been rocking them if you guys want some hit me up at the quincy jones show at gmail.com for all your other needs and all your other clothing needs in the ie make sure you go to united909.com go Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? That was going on. It's Quincy Jones going. You're back with the Hip Hop Hybrid as well as Mark McFly. We are live in the Fly's Nest. And, uh, man, we're back, man. We're doing a little bit of review. We are letting uh, it fly in the Fly's Nest right now. Yeah. No holes barred. I mean, I, I mean, just to be a fly on the wall in the Fly's Nest, pfft. You guys, even, you guys can't even fathom. You guys can't even just bars, just bars, bars. But uh, yeah, we we're just talking about a little bit of you know the potential of uh, Brock, uh, not Brock. I'm sorry, Braun uh, potentially against Brock later down the line, stuff like that. But um, yeah, now we're gonna touch on uh, on uh, some uh, SmackDown, man. It's the yes, first SmackDown live. Uh, live of the Superstar Shakeup. Um, you know, first uh, first thing I noticed was uh, they had like the Rosie tribute. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, um, definitely. You know what I mean? He spent some time in SmackDown doing the whole uh, superstar and training thing with Hurricane Helms as well, you know, as well as, as Raw. But uh, I mean, warning it, as well. I think the reason, too, is because, you know, there there was other times where they didn't show people, uh, you know, like Umaga, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just... just uh, Who weren't I mean, with the company, at, like, anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, so, I, I don't know. It's, I feel like sometimes they're a little bit uh, choosy with, with who who they put out there, but... Um, I thought that was cool that they did that. Um, then again, it is Roman Reigns' yeah. older brother. So. Well, well, yeah, that's definitely something to consider as well. But uh, the show opened up with Charlotte. Um, I thought it was great heel work. Uh, she had uh, she had a kind of a cheesy line where she was like, you know, what's everybody up to? You know, uh, I've lost my patience already. I've, been, I've only been here a week and I already lost my patience. What's everybody up to? They must be busy binge-watching Fast and Furious. Where uh, well, she's, I'm getting uh, fastly furious, and I was like, oh, all right. yeah, that, all yeah, right. that, I could have done without that, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. taking so long? Yeah, what is Loved taking? It. You know, but um, 
I, I love, you know, she was just asking, what was she, you know, what was taking so long? Obviously, her staking her claim, like, hey, you know who I am, you know my accolades, you know my last name, I ain't got to read it off for you. I was going to say, yeah, well, she embraces you know, that pedigree so well. No, no, she she definitely, yeah, she knows what she she's is doing. She is her father's daughter, 100%. Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, besides the fact that they keep freaking calling her Charlotte Flair every time they have a chance. Before, it was just Charlotte, but, uh, you know, so she throws, it, she throws it out there, wondering why she can't get a title shot. Uh, of course, Naomi, SmackDown Women's uh, Live Champion. Answers, uh, they have actually pretty good tit-for-tat. Uh, I wasn't mad at it. Again, it wasn't, as the word you used uh, last time, Doc, it wasn't overly, like, stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't just, I'm going to snatch your head bald and, you know. Girl, yeah, like she said, there are no queens here at all. Like, you know, this is this is SmackDown. There are no queens. We have champions. Yeah, no, I did like that. Yeah, I did. I, I did. You know, which is cool, which is good, because uh, it, for those that like to watch a different program from Raw, it, it actually is like, hey, I feel you, but we're breaking up that monotony that you used yeah, to be. Yeah, it's night on. and day. Yeah, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, you know. Then Shane comes out. Oh, she says she's down to fight. Shane comes out, makes it official. Uh, says that if you know, land an opportunity, if Charlotte can pin the SmackDown Women's Champion, she'll be uh, the new number one contender. Uh, which they brawled a little bit. Pretty good spot of them yeah. both brawling, both getting a little bit of a. Well, Naomi instigated it, which I thought was great. No, I did like you know? that. I did, she I took mean, the because, fight to her. Uh, again, I, I know not everyone watches Talking Smack, but there was a segment, I believe, uh, it was a Talking Smack after uh, WrestleMania, I want to say, uh, because they were discussing the Superstar Shakeup. They asked Naomi, who, who's someone that, you know, she'd be interested to see coming over to SmackDown, and she was calling out Charlotte. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm surprised they pulled the trigger on it this quick. But she is, I mean, definitely to your credit, Doc, she is uh, definitely owning uh, owning up, you know, to that fighting spirit. So uh, I do like the, yeah, the it fierceness. Makes, so it makes speak, that spot know? even cooler that she called her out and then followed through by instigating the brawl. You know, like, yeah. really you know, taking you know, I ain't ever scared, I believe is what she said. And uh, she definitely showed she wasn't. So, uh, you know, pretty good start, I'd say. Uh, you know, putting that newfound focus on the SmackDown uh, women's division, um, especially with Charlotte being a focal point now. So that was good. Um, we had, uh, I mean, this is probably one of the, uh, the more shocking bits of news, uh, this week. We had the six pack challenge, uh, between Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, Sami Zayn, um, Jinder Mahal, Mojo Raleigh, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, some of these men are involved already in other, you know, uh, feuds, programs, some with each other. Um, I thought for sure I, I would have saw Sammy. Or Luke Harper winning this. Uh, I mean, just because I thought Jinder would still have his hands full with the whole mojo thing. But Jinder, uh, dude, Jinder, it was the first man to win, uh, to, to win a pinfall or submission. And Jinder was. Jinder was a man. And um, I know, Doc, you had said uh, in other podcasts that I guess the, the original plans was uh, that that was a, uh, a, a blueprint in line for Rusev. Yeah, it was. I missed his uh, his injury, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Jinder is the new number one contender for the WWE Championship. Uh, one thing that was crazy: uh, the Bollywood Boys apparently, I guess, are main roster uh, now. Yeah. Um, they showed them or on the appears replay. so. I mean, they, they call I mean, themselves the. They, they're, they, not, they they're, not, they're not calling themselves the Bollywood. Boys. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. They didn't call them the Bollywood Boys. I mean, we we know we obviously they're, they're the brothers, uh, not the good brothers, but you know the brothers. But uh, show them getting involved. Uh, you know, I talked about it last week. Jinder uh, had a really good confidence going into talking smack. Uh, again, I don't know if anyone had a chance to watch it. If you had a chance to watch it, Doc, 
Uh, again, no, if he if to, he can though. grasp onto that and translate it uh, continuously, I think it'd do well for his character. But I would have never thought in a million years the week after I say that he sits there and wins the freaking number one contendership. So that was that was pretty yeah, surprising to me from a storyline standpoint. Luke Harper made the most sense. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I figured like next in line, why not? There's still a story to tell there. I mean, even if you want to add more layers to it, there's still something there. Because their match uh, at what was it, Fast Lane or Roadblock that they had a match. Who, uh, Randy and Luke Harper? That was a uh, elimination chamber. Was it elimination chamber? Yeah, because uh, they fought, and um, yeah, yeah. No, that was a great salt. Like, yeah, they great had a really match. good match. I do, yeah, because I remember I interviewed uh, Big Rob for that one. Yeah, That's right. Like, okay. Um, but yeah, they. I mean, like I said, I mean, I would have never thought Mojo. I mean, I was like shocked that Mojo made it, but Baron Corbin was nowhere to be found. Of course, you know later. Uh, you know, he's he's involved in a main event with AJ. But, um, yeah, from here, you know, there's assistance from the Bollywood boys, which is surprising. They didn't really say much about these guys on the mic. Uh, you know, Jinder cuts a promo. And then Orton comes out, um, you know, kind of just accepting the, the challenge laid ahead of him. But, I mean, to your credit, Doc, you said it was like he was looking past him. You know, or yeah, as far as looking past, past Bray. Uh, Bray. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, once uh, Randy starts talking to um, Jinder, then he turns away from him facing the crowd. And he's like, and uh, I got to take care of another thorn on my side, Bray Wyatt. So now it's like he's cutting a promo on Bray Wyatt. He's not even there until Bray Wyatt pops out of nowhere. And, I mean, Mark, we could talk about this all day, man. We've had tremendous conversations about our man Bray Wyatt. The plight of Bray Wyatt. And, uh, yeah, the unfortunate plight of Bray Wyatt. And it's, I mean, at this point, man, it's like, you can produce any type of quality promo, but you're not you're not winning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, if you're not practicing what you're preaching, I don't really want to hear it. Like, it's yeah, it's to the point it's, where there's no reason to care what yeah, you're he's saying. Like, yeah, yeah, we know. Get on with it. You know, and it sucks because we all know how eloquent he is and how involved he is in writing his uh, his own promos. You know what I'm saying? But now at this point, it's just like, well, now it seems like hot air. Yeah, you know? and, and and that's which is not his fault. It's just the way he's being booked. I just I just hate because uh, it's not telling too much of what the future holds for him on Raw. There is a thing he's been doing with, you know, teasing Finn. But, again, to your credit, Doc, we got one week. They don't even freaking know where the, the House of Horrors yeah. match is. And, I mean, it's probably by the time this comes out, it's already going to be where we'll, we'll know by then. But That's what worries me, man, is as of the beginning of this, this week, thing. they had said that, WWE officials don't, still don't even know what they want it to look like. And to me, it's just like, I mean, geez, man, like a week before the go-home week of the pay-per-view, you know, that's a pretty bad sign, you know, because you don't want, I mean, how much lower can Bray sink? You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of the way they're booking them. And I just, if this thing's not going to deliver, then why why was it promo? Like, like I said, I thought maybe Bray would have stayed on SmackDown this thing would have dragged out till what is it backlash that's coming up yeah, yeah. and we would have got a proper build to yeah. redo the fast job that happened at mania on the card but you know I, I, they obviously have places they want to go it seems like finn is going through jobbers so he can get ready for well Bray how, how, do you, how do you feel about the the randy orton bray wyatt build uh i think i think they're uh i think they booked themselves into a corner i mean that, yeah, that's a good uh, way to say it. i mean first of all i think we're look, we're staring at an ambrose asylum match 
type situation because oh, yeah, part two, right? I don't know what a House of Horrors match is, uh, but they've done nothing to build it, and they've done nothing to to make me even think that Bray has even close to a chance of winning. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, why he just moved brands? Why would he win the championship? And now what? SmackDown is without a world championship, and what is Brock going to move over to SmackDown? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think historically, anyone that comes into a match where they're challenging someone that they they are the creator of the match, they lose. Yeah. Like almost, I mean, like. Well, let me ask you this: If Bray wins, does he is he on SmackDown or is he on Raw? I believe he's on he's on Raw with the belt, and and that's what's crazy. Yeah, they've gone out of their way to explain the U.S. title situation. Exactly. Yeah. But now, and you know, it's weird. This past SmackDown, and we'll touch on it because Kevin Owens has has a match later. They said that pretty much, if Kevin Owens were to lose, and Chris Jericho wins the title, Kevin Owens would stay on SmackDown. But Chris I thought, Jericho, I, thought it was, Chris Jericho, I thought it was Jericho would go to SmackDown and, and yeah yeah I'm thinking the loser the loser goes on the other show or goes yeah. back to Raw, but they made it sound like oh if Jericho wins he too will join because you know they they had the scenario playing while he was on a uh, commentary Byron being Byron bugging the shit out of him. But let's talk He's about like, the ah. fact that let's talk about the listen they're 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 putting a lot of effort into trying to legitimize the U.S. belt. But at the same time, they're delegitimizing the world belt. I mean, yep. Jinder Mahal is the world is the is the number one contender. Eric I, I, Rowan, you know, I'm not Eric Rowan until and Mojo Rawley are in a no. match for number one contendership. What are you editing? I mean, I get Eric yeah. because he just had a match at Randy last week. Yeah, but, you know, Eric, but Eric Rowan's a, is just a, he's a total like, like yeah. in Star Trek. There are these guys called red shirts. They go, yeah, down, yeah. They, they go down to the <laughs> yeah, planet. Yeah, they yeah. get killed. That's what Eric Rowan is. He's the guy that you. He's the guy where it's like you're beefing with Bray Wyatt and it's Monday Night Raw, and you is think he, and you think you're going to wrestle Bray Wyatt, but instead, oh no, you're wrestling Eric he, Rowan. This more week. specifically, Eric putty? Rowan is the guy that yes. the Rock. He's a putty. He's a putty. That, that the Rock <laughs> Rock bottoms impromptu at WrestleMania oh, yeah, exactly. after having yep. a flamethrower. Yep, exactly. That pretty much that that pretty much underlines it right there, dog. Yep. And so, just because Mojo Raleigh, like he he chest bumps Rob Gronkowski and and he gets a shot at the world championship, doesn't make any sense to me, man. Like, excuse me, he also won a very important battle royale. That that's fantastic. Baron Corbin won that same battle royale. Yeah. He didn't get a number one contender. No, 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 no. What pissed me know, off is how Baron Corbin wasn't there and he lost just the same as Sammy did last week. Yeah. Yet Sammy gets a spot. But we got a guy. We got, again, we got Eric Rowan. Yeah. No. And you know what else is crazy too is if I'm not correct that backstage segment with AJ and Baron that set that match up, like it happened after the Dan the six pack challenge. So it's like I'm surprised out of the yeah. you know the the track history of Baron he didn't complain about not having a spot mm-hmm. you know but even the track record of aj who's complaining yeah, about, about yeah not but he's apparently a, a face now. right but he's yeah he's still yet to have his world championship opportunity that he's been complaining about well, for, he, for, for that's very true he, he has the u.s title since he hasn't complained about it since yeah because yeah. yeah. he already earned the u.s title opportunity oh, that, that's though, very true you know so um, he's maybe maybe he's working this all he's gonna win the u.s title he's gonna try to be the next uh seth rollins possibly you never know uh from there we had uh the queen from the Queen City, we had Charlotte uh, going against uh, Naomi uh, for her match. Right before we had, a, you know, kind of a, a, a lame, uh, pointless segment where, you know, Natalia is just like... And Carmel's were... Oh, yeah, yeah when they're all, everybody, when they're all everybody, everybody. I think they're trying, to, they're trying to cement Charlotte's place in the, in the women's division. Oh, it's like, yeah. oh, she's a huge threat. She's going to be the new, you know, torchbearer. Yeah, and the rest of the women are jealous. I mean, but just, but Becky Lynch's Becky Lynch's absence is noticeable, man. Because I don't really know no, what. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know what's up with her. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think she made it home from last episode. What's up, girl? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. right. I brought it back. You know, <laughs> king of the pun game. We're good. Um, 
But no, yeah, I don't know. They were playing like some type of like Red Rover human barricade bullshit that didn't even right, last right, for exactly, like three yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. I thought like, maybe I got a plan. Just a like shoulder she made, check. She made it a point to say I got a plan and we're gonna do. And I'm like, yeah, there's no plan. plan. Yeah. I thought they were gonna run in and, and just like no contest to do. I, 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 yeah. That would have been better because you think you're looking at Tamina like, oh, this is your plan. This is why I came back to just do some shit like this. Mm. It's stupid. Like I, I, yeah, I felt bad for Tamina. She's she's had some pretty but, bad momentum. So but far I, I, I will give uh, kudos to uh, Charlotte. She won clean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if she... That was a good match, too. I want to say, yeah. She she beat her cleanly, so it's nothing to complain from from like a dusty finish standpoint at all. Uh, new number one contender. I'm not mad at it. Surprised it came so early, again, because, you know, they were, they were potentially talking about these two fighting each other. Uh, but then again, she's the only new uh, acquisition next to Tamina who wasn't really an acquisition more than just a return. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I guess, you know, they're, they're trying to, this is their answer back to Alexa and Bailey. So, well, let's know. hope SmackDown gets Oscar. No, oh, the, dude. But who, then who that dude, they have Oscar. There's no one left in NXT. Yeah. yeah. No, they got girls. Man. They got some girls coming up. man. I don't it's believe just... that Aaliyah, Liv Morgan, not them, not them. I mean, they got some girls that they got some girls. They signed that they could be. Oh, you guys got to realize too that when you take Oscar, who's like the well, there's Kimberly bearer, too. If you, Kimberly's it, the on the tor- come up. The yeah, love and crazy yeah. Mary Dobson too. But, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. But if you take Oscar out the picture, then the the you know the main event level, the top tier level goes down a little bit. You know, no, what I'm saying? oh yeah, so, no, the standard. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Ember's gone against the Peyton Royces, the Billy Kays, etc. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So and, and more and and more more than one at the same time. Yeah, and four number one contender opportunities. You know what I'm saying? So um, from there we get. Uh, Something I noticed, we had the American Alpha versus, um, and I noticed they're not calling them the Shining Stars anymore. They didn't get a nameplate. But they're, but they, still, they, they're they refer- still wearing the same trunks, though. No, but they, but they were referring to them as the Colognes. They made sure that they kept calling them the Colognes. Right. Uh, Epico and Primo Cologne. This, you know, JBL usually, he always puts over their family, uh, you know, yeah. legacy. Yeah, but their he, father. he turned it on. A yeah. little bit in this match, Carlos. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going to they're going by the colognes at this point. Hey, but for real, they had shining stars written on their trunks, though. Actually, so I meant to send this. Up. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, at least they were wearing matching matching shirt. gear because they're yeah. usually oh, put on a fine. shirt, huh, Mark? I mean, it would be a, maybe, maybe hey, maybe do some tights for your for your gear, both of you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, let me let me say this too: is um, I didn't get a chance to send this to you, but I saw a very interesting um. Uh, except from an interview, Carlito has been in talks to WWE lately. But yeah, I think I he's he that, want yeah. his biggest thing is money. It's yeah. about so. I, I would not be mad if they got Carl uh, Carlito to come back. I mean that that's what they've needed from the jump. I mean, yeah, I those wasn't three mad needed... when they first came back, but it just went nowhere. You know, yeah, but those three have never been in a trio, have they? It's uh, always just been a formation, a tag team between him and his brother or the cousin and the brother. As yeah. long as they each get to bite into a different type of apple. You know? It should be, it should be Friends. a pair. I got Fuji. It should be, a, it should be a pair. <laughs> and he said, I got Fuji. Red Delicious. I got, I got Granny Smith. What's up? <laughs> uh, but no, actually, that would be awesome. That actually, if Car- uh, Carlito were to come back, uh, that's good. I mean, again, I'm not mad. It seems like they're going to a, a, a different direction and, Again, with JBL and Overdrive, it seems like they were trying to cement that new direction into what, whatever they're doing now. Uh, you know, I would change the trunks, like Mark would probably tell you to do so. Uh, Epico, I'd put a shirt on. Yeah. Um, other See, than that, uh, that you know, it was a pretty good match. Um, I hope to see a little bit more. I mean, it was I wasn't a, a fan finish. of the finish, though. I mean, it could have been cleaner because it was like it was botched for sure. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's pretty good. Um, after that, we get my man, Mr. Ty Dillinger. Uh, he Ten. Had a, Brief little interview, uh, 
you know, this is actually the day before you had that big match with Eric Young uh, for the Steel Cage. Good match. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, I suggest you uh, pay for the WWE Network and go watch it now. But um, he had a pretty good interview. Uh, you know, standard stuff. Just uh, introduced his own little highlight reel. Uh, you know, I had a little uh, highlight video from, you know, his time during the Royal Rumble. Other things going on. Um, you know, that's why I'm the perfect It was well produced, though. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I, what I like is they're not, they're not overexposing him. Like, they showed him, but he didn't have a match. You know what I mean? So yeah, the pace. You know, yeah, yeah. The first two weeks he had matches. You don't want to oversaturate him because again, it's like it's a perfect ten in in, in a uh, is that a five hundred uh, you know count in in a full sale arena gimmick or is that a full arena gimmick? You know what I mean? So uh, I like how they're being careful a little bit with it. Um, I don't. know. I mean, who, let me ask real quick. Who, who would you guys like to see uh, Ty Dillinger's first um, first feed? Dolph. Dolph, I think just from a worker standpoint and how both those guys are utilized to, you know, just make everyone look good that they go against. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I've seen a bad match from either men. Um, that could just be from a working standpoint, like a really good match, a good story to be told. And, you know, I agree with you. I think they are pacing tie. I think they want to make sure that all the, you know, garnered admiration from NXT um, can also grow organically on a arena audience you know what i'm saying and um but yeah i mean to me i think like dolph would have been cool if miz stayed miz would have been great too miz miz would have been miz would have been ideal yeah because they've had a twitter exchange in the past i was thinking maybe tyler maybe if they had him with tyler breeze and uh fandango like i mean not not to force him to find a a a partner but he can uh beat him you know that old oh i bet you can't beat him oh yeah oh he beat you all right you know what if you think you're so cool, why don't you try to beat him next week? Oh, I'll beat him since he beat you. You know, like, you know, so that that friendly rivalry, but then they, they try to try to get the, you know, outnumber him. And, you know, just, I mean, no pun intended with the outnumber, but. You'd I have to find a partner at some point. I just wonder who it would be, though. I would have liked to see if, if Shelton. It, it probably could be Shinsuke, to be honest, because him and Shinsuke are friends. Like, they're close. I mean. I yeah, mean, why would Shinsuke uh, step down? Well, to face the I, I was just gonna say, not Maybe including like, 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 not not including current stuff going on. But yeah, the only reason why I say that's because these guys travel together like, right, all yeah. the time. Maybe so Mojo. It, it would make sense. I think if Shelton Benjamin hadn't gotten injured and he had been on the roster, he would have been the perfect he's guy. To... No, no, he's back. I mean, then I don't he, know. Then, I don't know I if think, he's coming back, he's but the... he's 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 he, he's recovered. Now. I think he would be the perfect guy for Ty Dillinger to wrestle, just because. I, I I yeah I feel I just feel like they kind of I feel like Ty kind of is going for that spot, that Shelton Benjamin spot, that IC ch- title, you know, could he be main event? Who knows? He's athletic. He's got some, the, some of the fans behind him. Uh, and, they, you know, it'd be a good match. And Ty Dillinger could go over and it wouldn't hurt anybody at all because, you know, Shelton Benjamin doesn't need to win. Are so. we really going to ignore the obvious answer here? What? Jason Jordan, man. Oh, right. Oh, the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's been building, it's been building since NXT. Oh, you know man. what I mean? It's... it's Things are gonna go. See down. now, I know I said this last week about Dolph um, needing a shot of adrenaline, and you know, in terms of like figure out what kind of heel he's gonna be. But I almost want to say this for Ty. Like, I wonder if Ty should really milk the kind of Mister Perfect thing. But you know, because Mister Perfect was great in his IC title run, but they never pulled the trigger on him going to main event status. So maybe this could be, you know, he could be second coming of Mister Perfect. That's just the feeling I get from Ty Dillinger is that I'm not sure he's gonna be a world champion, but he's gonna be a very memorable. Yeah, uh, intercontinental champion uh, or U.S. champion, whatever it is, whatever the mid card. No, yeah, I, I, I mean, unfortunately, I don't see the WWE championship in his cards. 
Uh, just because there's again, I mean, it's still so so many so people. Too. There's so many people in front of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah true. Um, so you know, he he essentially came from uh, a big fish and a, and a pretty good pond to uh, still a big, a really good fish, but in, in a bigger pond. You know, so uh, but he's still he's he's barely getting his his uh his uh you know swim on. So I mean, only time will tell. Um, from there we have uh the new face of America as we kind of predicted. He started, he's doing a new. He's doing open challenges now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's called the Kevin Owens Face of America Open Challenge. I don't like that. The first time it had to be some jobber, Gary Gundy or whatever. He almost got himself killed. He, he almost got himself killed botching that and, damn. And you know what's funny, bomb, man? If you really watch it, you can tell from the from the sound of the bell. He was nervous. Yeah. Like you could just see it in his body language. He did good in terms of when he told him where he was from. You know, and he was, you know, able to say what was his name and, you know, which was a horrible indie name, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, I, I think he repped his city, which I think is where they were. But was it Columbus or no, uh, Kentucky? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah. And and it was just as soon Shout as it happened, it's just like country. something went off where he's like, I don't know. Like, you could just see he was fr- he was frozen up and like. Yeah. Kudos to Owens and how long he's been in the biz and knowing when to identify a botch when it's going to happen because he could have really buried Owens to his finisher in that in the terms. I mean, but he almost did get himself seriously no, hurt. Dude, but. He he de- he jumped too early. Yeah, and, uh, and that was the, he kind of tried to get in him in like a hurricane run. Yeah, he tried type. to jump into it. Yeah, you know when it's like, dude, just flapjack for days, for days as Mark Four would say. Days. For days, it's just a flatback. You know what I mean? Um, quick match. Uh, Owens stays for commentary um, <laughs> for the next match, which awesome was the main commentary, event as expected. Um, mm. between AJ Styles uh, and uh, Baron Corbin. What did you guys think yes. about? What did you guys think about the finish to this match? Which Count one? To, to, oh, you talking about with Gary Gundy? Um, no, not Gary Gundy. I mean, I was expecting him to kick out of the pop up power bomb, and not. Um, uh, I thought. Uh, yeah, that, do you remember when Gary Gundy hooked up and then he hit a he hit the leg drop, dropped the leg on uh, Kevin Owens? And won the U.S. Championship. I do remember that. I mean, in, in I mean, in Louisville, Kentucky, no less. You know, I mean, <laughs> open challenges, America, man. Right there in, in Louisville, true. Kentucky. I but not nah, the. I'm not talking about uh, the. Jo- what's his name? What was his name? Gary what? Gary, Gary Gundy. Gundy. Was that his actual name? Yeah. Yeah. No. That. My uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Did you say it to yourself after you? Did yeah. You, like, that say seems it like an NWA you like, name. Gundy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think that's a shoot name, man. He, yeah. Well, the only really? other Gary I know is Gary Hart. You know what I'm saying? So Gary's not, you know, a, a popular wrestling name. Yeah. That, you know, that, nonetheless. That, I'm thinking right now, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're right. But answer your uh, question, Mark, the finish of the AJ Baron Corbin match. Um, I thought it was good because uh, it protected both guys. I did too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if either of them, I don't think Baron would have hurt if he would have lost necessarily. Uh, I don't think AJ would have lost. I mean, AJ would have lost because he's supposed to be the number one contender to look, you know, strong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the count out was necessary. Uh, I mean, I think if I mean, why not utilize Kevin Owens and, and get involved? I just think it was kind of a smart way for a smaller guy to beat a bigger guy. You know, yeah, like that, and, that's and true. Just... I mean, and, and essentially, it's all about. I mean, in wrestling, wins aren't because you're better than a guy. I mean, you could also just wrestle smarter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, hundred percent. That, that's that's very true. Plus, um, he reversed the uh, end of days, which is nice. Yeah, he did that. Uh, that that little uh, was like a backflip. I think the only yeah. person I've seen do that was um. I think Kalisto. Kalisto, I think, did it, yeah. yeah you know, um, uh, did in that triple threat prior, um, the tri- you know, with Sami Zayn yeah. and, and uh, AJ and Baron, did AJ pin Baron or did he pin Sami Zayn? 
You know, AJ he, pinned Baron, right? He, he, I don't think he pinned Baron, but I don't know because Baron made it a point on this. No, SmackDown. he pinned Zayn because Zayn hit Baron with the Haluva kick to the outside and then turned around and got hit with the. That's right. The okay. Yeah, because uh, he said it on on that SmackDown, the the one that we're covering, he said, "Yeah, you didn't pin me though." Yeah. See, you know, and so. that's 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 good that you said that because that's what I think is going to happen. Is Baron's going to go on this thing with like, yeah, you keep somehow slamming your way out of matches to yeah. beat me, but you're not pinning me in the ring one, two, three, like a man. And so who yeah, knows? Maybe he was saying that about Kevin Owens and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause who knows? Maybe he'll insert himself in the triple. Th- Cause let's be honest. Like when he came out last week and said, you know, by wrestling logic, he didn't say that, but you know, he basically improvised on it and said, well, since I beat Dean Ambrose, yeah. I'm kind of owed a title shot. And again, if I, if I beat him and, he beat you, then you shouldn't be a problem, which yeah. I wouldn't be mad if there's a triple threat. But at the same time, I they hand out triple threat matches now, like the yeah. Teddy Long's era of tag team matches, you know? And yeah. so which is, I, I like I mean, triple threats, but they're kind of watering them yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to oversaturate. Yeah, I mean, if it's a good formula, don't overdo it. And yeah, you know, but then I also don't know if I want to see... Baron cost AJ the title, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, Just I mean, so they could get Baron over on AJ at some point, if that's where they're going to go, you know? Yeah, the other thing I do want to talk about is, uh, I mean, because you brought it up, and I was going to, there's a point for me as well. The commentary in this match was great. Um, I love just, I mean, as much as I hate the guy because of everything he's, you know, he's responsible for with the whole Mauro uh, Ronaldo situation, uh, it's like, dude, him and JBL were clicking on a whole nother level. Like, he, I think there was, a point where JBL was like, you know, one from one great American to another. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Uh, okay. And, and then there's another time where uh, he had said uh, he made it a point. He made the extra effort to make sure he heard him the second time because he had to say it twice. So the first time he goes, uh, you know, oh, oh, you know, uh, I'm sorry. You probably thought you got rid of. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you got you thought you got rid of Byron on Mondays, but he followed you to Tuesdays. And then it was so important for him to yeah, know what Kevin JBL was like, said. He goes, he I'm, said, sorry, I'm sorry, what John. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. What were you saying? Uh. And, and that's what I love. It's like he made it a point that it was important for even though it was a little quip talking down on Byron. Yeah. He made it a point to say, no, I want to I want to hear this quip. What did you say again? Well, Thank yeah. You, while like, being polite and yeah. respectful to JBL. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 love, I thought he it was picks great. his spots, man. He's great. Yeah, you I know, thought he's... it was great. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's again, it is interesting. It is a whole new landscape, so to speak, for the land of opportunity. Um, I, I am again still kind of getting used to the idea that uh, AJ is a U.S. championship guy, or as far as material. Um, you know, I was talking to Doc last week about. I mean, I mean, do do we think that that means he's like, is that a demotion? Or I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I know that they're. So. Essentially, they're they're using it as a way to extend, uh, you know, the use of AJ Styles while they, you know, clean up the little, you know, the, the last uh, end bit of this uh, Randy Orton Bray Wyatt stuff. But I mean, I, I hope he's not going to stay in, the, you know, in that uh, in that class as far as like weight class, so to speak. No, I think it's solely to help propel and elevate the U.S. title that's, prestige. That's very true, especially when you, you go straight a to a plumbing. guy like that. Yeah, yeah, because when Roman had it and Jericho had it, like they never really. Defended it. Rusev barely did when he lost it to Rus, you know, before he lost it to Roman. So it's like, yeah, it's plummeted in stock, in my opinion. So I think, you know, when you want to talk about, well, how we set a new standard on a division, like AJ Styles is the man, man. Like you, everyone knows what he's capable of. Plus, on another bright side, it could help start his, um, what is it? Not, uh, not trip- Grand Slam champion, like uh, you know, accolade. Like he's already got the world title on his hands, like. He could be a, a good U.S. title, you know. If he beats Owens, who knows? You know, I mean, I think that has the makings to be a, a great, um, 
rivalry regardless of which way they go with it. But I don't think he's going to be relegated to U.S. title um, division for, you know, the remainder of his career. I just think they're being smart in getting two guys in the caliber of Kevin Owens and AJ, both yeah. former heavyweight champions of their respective brands in the last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, to go yeah. against each other and elevate that title. Well, because essentially, yeah, they're using the two guys Yeah, that, that again, like you said, they, they pretty much had the best. Uh, I mean, the day, you know, Byron was trying to talk about the similarities about them, you know, during the broadcast. But I mean, these two guys are not a bad, you know, batch of guys. If you're trying to re- rebuild the equity as far as, you know, the value of the, the U.S. title, then, I mean, these guys definitely, I mean, you know, Sami Zayn, who was also fighting in there, I wouldn't mind seeing Baron Corbin. Uh, even though he didn't move to the show, uh, I think a guy like Cesaro would be useful to... to so I remember before uh, when Cesaro first came on the scene and he won that title, and he had a pretty lengthy reign with it, too. You know I, mean? I liked so, it. He was speaking in different uh, languages. Yeah, he, he was... I, I liked the whole thing, you know? He, he was... Yeah, he, they, he was doing pretty good, but, I mean, I guess only time will tell. Um, it's kind of hard. I think the weird thing for me right now is how they have these, uh, oh yeah, don't worry. We still got these two matches between, uh, you know, Chris Jericho and, and Kevin Owens. And also, uh, don't forget, we also have, uh, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, but it's like, yeah, okay, what's with the why? cross promotion for a raw? Cause, Cause it's like, it's like, it's pay-per-view. hard, it's hard to promote for these, the, the, like Bray is just going to be appearing on TV screens twice in a row. You know what I mean? Right. You know where to be found. He wasn't even on raw. Possibly physically. two weeks in a row. Well, well, I'm saying because he was on Raw, and then he, and then the next day he was on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. As far as like them playing a promo for him, even on the actual Superstar Shakeup, he wasn't even physically there. You know what I mean? He, they just yeah. played a, a promo. That's for true. Him, so, uh, I don't know. It just kind of makes you wonder well, what the hell's going on with Bray as well. Um, and as far as the tag the tag belts, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, it's the Usos for sure. But I mean, who who do you think is going to be in their scope right now? Uh, seems like American Alpha is kind of moving on to to uh, other other uh, opponents right now in um, the Colognes. Well, I feel like when the New Day comes back, like I said, it's been said that, you know, New Day may be primed for a a pretty lengthy personal rivalry with the Usos. So, I mean, I I feel like it will be good. Um, It's not the Usos that we're used to seeing, you know, and New Day, I mean, they're I, it's everyone knows what they bring to the table. New Day is entertaining. Usos have been very entertaining since turning heel. I thought it was a good, uh, a good, a good move to get yeah. them on SmackDown. To be honest, you know, one thing I do want to talk about too was, um, and just because we touched on it last week was yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura got a, a good promo package, and that's what we were saying Dude. was, was oh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up because I was like, man, I, I swear they, we just we say it, yeah, and, and it happens, and it, and it shows up, yeah, it, yeah. We were saying uh, um, on the show last week, Mark, uh, we were just saying how um, okay, this this was my opinion was I didn't think that the pack or the the segment with Dolph did any favors for Shinsuke. Um, not to take anything away from Dolph, but I felt like his stock has gone down, so him being a worthy adversary or opponent or first opponent for a guy on the level of Shinsuke, I felt like it just didn't translate well for me. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's also the fact like um, I'm surprised they're not playing more packages and stuff because if they're not going to use them on the on TV in a match, like it's you know, I get the teasing, the whole strong style thing, but it's like you would think, like you were saying, Quincy, that they should show some of his stuff from NXT, show him, you know, do, doing like strong style, like 
um, it, you know, training while he's yeah, at the his, performance center, like kickboxing pad, you right? Know, yeah, well, like yeah, show him striking on, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff. these are things that we know about him. as he's a striker, kind of right. like you know when there's a boxing match coming up. I mean, not with a guy like Dolph, obviously, but like how they go behind the scenes and show their regiment and stuff like that. Like they could be doing a better job, or in my opinion, like maybe not a better job, but a good job, and making sure that yeah, everyone knows his song, but you know, okay, like my biggest gripe too was was like. The mouthpiece. Why did he have the mouthpiece in last week if he wasn't going to be doing anything yeah. physical? You know, I mean, and it just kind of was like, I mean, y- you could speak English, but it's not the best English where you should go out there and, and, sp- and, and do it with yeah. a mouthpiece. And, and you know, but um, I to me, I think the biggest thing right now is just to make sure they get Shinsuke across to be a, a bigger appeal for the you know the mass audience. So, but yeah, no, it, I like I said, I mean, we had talked about maybe some sort of vignette, sort of like what they've been given. That of like Ty Dillinger this week, last week, um, I, I mean, or on Monday they did Finn, but uh, I think the week before they also did another promo on SmackDown. I can't recall who it was, but they're doing good. Lana. Yeah, Lana. Exactly. You know, so I think it's one of those things where it was very, I think, effective in the sense of he's not, okay, well, you don't have him on this week, then at least fill in the blanks so yeah, that you when know, you yeah, do you have him booked for a match, you know? Um, and I mean, and I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. I mean, because uh, my my idea was similar to his, but I was thinking if they didn't let go of Miz, maybe the Miz could have been a better opponent for him yeah. as opposed to Dolph. But uh, I think it would have been maybe kind of smart if they would have done identical to how they did it with uh, the Sami Zayn situation uh, when he uh, when he was first introduced to go against Sami at uh, Dallas, uh, you know, via video and stuff like yeah. that, and then show the packages. And, and I was saying that maybe they could have done that until whenever they were supposed to have a fight save the guy the violin guy to that yeah. that way when it when it does happen people know about him instead of and you're and, just and, counting and, down yeah it's more of a bigger deal than oh yes. this guy comes out with a violin okay who is this guy also you know what i mean like you know who, why, why should i be excited about this guy like because essentially if you if you're just watching wrestling and you see someone walk out with a violin no one's gonna but, but, yeah but no action of why you're yeah, so yeah. special for yeah, I, especially if you don't watch NXT. Yeah, yeah, and now, yeah, that's my biggest thing is like a lot of people were like kids or people who pay for the network and don't yeah, watch but, NXT. Yeah, but the kids are gonna cheer once people start singing the song and cheering. The kids are just gonna instinctively cheer. Just that's true. They're lemmings. Well, I mean, yeah, lemmings. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this the other day. You know, I was gonna say too to you, uh, also to add. I know we talked about this too. I thought it could have been good if it was Miz. Not only was Miz the one that was interrupted, he never lets anybody get away with interrupting him. Yet he walked away. I mean, obviously he yeah. knows what Shinsuke brings to the table. But if he stayed on SmackDown, I was telling Quincy like. Daniel Bryan can continue with that. You don't like getting hit in the face, so right. I'm gonna put you in the ring with the guy who hits the yeah. hardest. You know what I'm saying? And like that could have sold itself too. You know, maybe you're just he's protecting the money maker. You know what I'm saying? While trying not to, you know, it, that it could have been well, yeah, I well, think yeah, better. Again, let me ask you how how do you feel? It's only been three weeks technically, but how do you feel? Uh, I guess confidence level wise, how they're gonna treat Shinsuke Nakamura and presenting him? And uh, I think that he's gonna be a big deal. I mean, they they. First of all, they they debuted him almost like he was John Cena in a way, you know, because you have Miz coming out here talking about how, you know. That's true. You know, and then essentially Shinsuke kind of, his music hits when you would expect Cena's music to hit while while Miz is talking uh, shit on Cena, you know. And this guy seems to be the heir apparent of, you know, know, merch, selling merch to kids and being exciting and being a big polarizing superstar yeah he's got the global appeal he's got the he's got the flair he's got the charisma he's an enigma 
I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he, yeah. Uh, so uh, the only thing working against him at this point is his age and, and the language barrier. But yeah, which is not much. I we mean, talked about Mystique a couple weeks ago. Yes, we uh, did. You know, Nakamura has Mystique, and Mystique can take you farther. You know, sometimes when you have Mystique, you don't need a mouthpiece. Take her. So yes, you know. So, so um, and you know what? Uh, I, I know uh, we're about to end the show, but I'm I'm gonna end it on one note. Unless you guys have anything to add. Yeah, I mean. Um... Yeah, I mean, we we already went over SmackDown. I think there's some good stemming and threading going on. I mean, just kind of like what we said with Raw. I mean, more remains to be seen. So, but I am curious about certain things. Hey, but no more six pack challenges, man. With scrubs. no, yeah, it's too, too many no more six pack scrub challenges, dude. No, yeah. I, I don't need to watch. And especially, don't put them on as the first match of the night. I get no, you're no, trying was, to the, uh... get everyone to strap in for the night, but it's like. And don't get me wrong, AJ versus anyone should be the main event, but it was just like, there was no importance to me when you put oh, it on. Well, how so come, how come, tell me this, how come the United States champion isn't allowed to compete to be number one contender for the world championship? Yeah. Why is that? Why not? Champion? If you're going to have a big six, if you're going to put six men in a match, what, there's not room for I mean, your, he, for your he champion? He can be the face of champion? America yeah. and the face of the world. I'm not I mean? buying it. I'm not. Well, you know, he still got I'm his hands full with Jericho, and he said, I'm going to get back to the title, but I want to take your title. Remember when that whole thing culminated to the wrestlemania match oh yeah but i i mean now you're on a different brand Show like whatever. yeah you know so who uh, knows you well, know uh, well you know last uh last little question because I, I posted this uh a couple weeks ago or actually about about a week ago but um i gotta ask and and, and, and um i know you like a good lariat or a good uh clothesline there mark I fly uh i did a, a four panel and for you know just just to let you know off top stan hassan uh, it's not included in this just because the the demographic I was releasing this meme to. Yeah, I didn't think a majority of the people. Yeah, would be, let's you know, get this straight. We get it. We get it. Smart fans. Yeah, Stan you know has I mean? yeah, got a great. You guys just want to say something. Implied, I it's great. I'm not overlooking Fantastic. anyone. I'm not ignoring anyone. It's just hey, I'm yeah. keeping it real. If I put Stan Hansen on there, they're not going to know who the hell we know, but they don't know. You know, so yeah. uh, the four people I had on there, I, pretty much it was the you know the best clothesline. Um, I mean, one person I put in there just because I needed a different... I, I like to put variations. I like to put four of the same people that do the same move. I like to put a different variation spin on it. Uh, this one had a variation on it, but it didn't have too many... It didn't have too many votes, but uh, we had Dean Ambrose with, with the, you know, the wacky line or the lunatic lariat. Uh, we had uh, JBL with the clothesline from hell. Uh, we had uh, Luke Harper with the discus clothesline, and we also had Okada with the Rainmaker. Um, my choices were... Between JBL and Okada, um, I mean JBL, of course, it's pretty brutal, man. It's it's pretty savage. Yeah. It's pretty savage. I mean, just to put you on the spot, who do you who, who do you guys got? I like Harper, man. Um, yeah, I, I'll, agree. I'll he, agree. He's very unique in offense, man, and um, you know he just continues to. He's just a hybrid big man, which is not a bad look. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of criticize him because they think he's going against the grain of what he should be doing to get over, but. Um, which sounds weird that that's a bad thing, right? Exactly. You, you know, I mean, because I think the fact that he's got such unique offense is what sets him apart from just being a big guy, for being another Rowan, you know? But, um, yeah, that said, you know, I like – he's got – you know, he's he's really, really flexible and, and, and just has more uh, – what's the word I want to say? Like agility than most big guys would, you know? Yeah, and he so has a certain I like, to him. Yeah, exactly. So I like the way he sets up that uh, – that uh, was it that tornado clothesline. The discus, yeah. I mean, because uh, for the record, I was gonna put Ryback on here, but I figured it was just a straightforward running 
clotheslines. We're not putting Ryback on any lists. <laughs> Ryback is I not know, happening. Hey, I, I, I am a fan of Ryback, but it'd be a, no a list Ryback topic. Not nothing. Uh, let, let me let me pitch it over to, over to you. <laughs> no anti Ryback. We're not we're not feeding you nothing. You're no, starving no, over here. No grocery list. You're not no, eating. No food list. No nothing. Uh, yeah, let me answer this question. Uh, I would say it comes down to uh, Okada and JBL. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. I think it has to do to me execution, I think, though. Well, yeah, but see, the clothesline is a tricky move because it's it's an almost an unbelievable move because no one's you know it's like the Irish whip is an unbelievable move, but yeah, in yeah, wrestling oh, yeah. it's believable. So if you're gonna do that move, you have to like with me with a clothesline intent is like key, man. Like you have to you have to have like you have to be malicious. You have to be going to take their head off. Yeah, and it has to it, it, you know it has to look like believable offense and. JBL, I think, has the best as far as, like, it just looks like he's trying to murder someone. Yeah, you know, honorable... But mention. Okada, the setup is, is, is... I would say Okada, ultimately, because the setup is... is creative, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, oh, that ripcord, uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that is our show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Mark McFly again for inviting us out to the Fly's Nest. You're welcome. Um, you know, Quincy Jones Show, we here again, man. Third man came down, you know what I'm saying? Twin W.O., we in here looking too sweet. Uh, also want to say, and I know you don't give a fuck, but, uh, you know, we want to wish uh, some get well wishes to top guy, uh, Dash Wilder. Broken jaw. Can't believe it. Eight weeks he's going to be out. Ridiculous. But um, Deprived. You know what I mean? But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Shout out to all our sponsors. Um, if you were listening, don't forget uh, strongstylebrand.com. Always hit them up. Uh, Quincy Jones, one word for that special little discount. Also, United uh, 9com And also, go to the Russell Hub for all your wrestling needs. Scoops, injury updates, return updates. They got all that shit, man. Um, you know, also hit us up at uh, the Quincy Jones Show on the Instagram backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook, Quincy Jones Show, no the, on uh, Twitter, on the Twitter, and uh, you also reach out to me at Quincy Jones Go on everything, pretty much everything, everything, Doc. Everything, and you can reach myself, Doc Lesnar, the hip hop hybrid, dropping hammers on these niggas. You know what I'm saying? At uh, at Doc Lesnar, that's on Facebook and on Instagram, and I'm Doc Lesnar on uh, Twitter and uh, Mark. I think I know where they can find you. You can find me in your heart. I'm in everybody's heart and spirit and soul. <laughs> and, and if not there, they can find you down there. He's the top of your list and number one in your heart. Number one in your heart. Uh, you know, if you don't want to go through any sort of like introspective journey, you could find me at the Fly's Nest. There you go. And the Fly's Nest is uh, down there. Down where? Down, down here. here. At least that's what I thought. Is that, where, is that where it is? That's where we drove. That's what the GPS told us. We're live from the Fly's Nest now. <laughs> Anyways, we're out of here, man. And uh, just before we get out of here, we haven't played music in a while. So this right here is by Satellite Rock. It's Savage, produced by Feel the Pain. Peace. Ain't got a strap, okay? <laughs> like where they do that at? Yeah. Look, look.
Serious rap boring. <laughs> 